Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Kisisa. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Kisisa contains four positive mitzvos, including the first one, that of giving Machtis HaShekel, which we read a few weeks ago with Parshas Shkolim, before Purim, and the five restrictions, the last of which, according to the Chinuch, Mitzvah 113, is the prohibition of eating milk and meat. In this week's parsha, you have it for the second time. In addition to Parshas Kisisa, the weekly Torah reading, we have the third of the four special parshios, that of Parshas Pora. Parshas Pora is the reading from the fourth book of the Torah, Sefer Bamidbar, from chapter Yutes 19, in from the beginning of Parshas Chukas, the first 22 psukim. According to some, and the Machaber in the Shulchan Aruch brings this down. Some say that the reading of Parshas Parah is Deoraisa, is a Torah obligation. This is disputed among the Chachamim. The answer is, come on, we're going to Shul anyway, I hope. And if anybody was in doubt, should I, should I not? Hopefully this should push us and we'll go and hear Parshas Parah. On the one hand, Parshas Parah clearly is reading regarding the Para Aduma, the red heifer, whose purification was necessary in order to bring the Korban Pesach. In order to bring the Pesach, to eat the Pesach, one had to be in a state of Tahara purity. And if anybody went to a funeral, was under the same roof as a dead body, participated um, in either uh, Shmira, Tara, and um, therefore needed to have the ashes and water of the Paraduma sprinkled upon them, man or woman, in order for them to be able to participate in the Korban Pesach. So this is one reason for our reading Parshas Parah, a kind of Unishalma Parim Svaseinu, that which we cannot do. Literally, may our reading about it, may our studying about it, may our pining for it be looked upon upstairs as if we actually did it. And secondly, um, as we'll talk about, I hope, in a few moments, there is the Sheish Zechiros, the six remembrances that the Jew is to remember on a daily basis. And one of them is, Zohor, you are to remember, Eisasher Hiktsafta, how you angered Hashem Elokecha Midbar, how you angered God in the desert. And our rabbis tell us that this specifically refers to the sin of the golden calf as well, which is uh, mentioned in detail in this week's Parsha of Kisisa, and as Rashi brings from his end of his commentary uh, in 
Parshas Chukas, while he begins and tells you that the Pora Aduma is the quintessential Chok, at the very end of his commentary on Perek Yotes, Rashi then uh, tells you the following, that Pora Aduma, Moshal, to what may be compared, he quotes from the Medrash Tanchuma, Le Ben Shifcha, to the child of a uh, maidservant, Shetinaif Platin Shalmelech, that dirtied the palace of the king. Umru, so they said, Tovoimo, let the mami come, Usekaneach Hatsoa, and clean up the schmutz, the dirt that the child made. Kach, similarly, Tovo Pora, let the Pora Aduma come, Usekaper, and it should atone for the sin of the golden calf. And I strongly recommend that you bring to the uh, table the um, Rashi, and you'll see how Rashi continues and shows the similarities and the manner in which the Pura expiates and atones for the sin of the golden calf. I'd like to share with you a rather Interesting, exciting, and I think perplexing medrash. Now, if you have the medrash, it's found in Shmos Rabbah, chapter 19, paragraph 2. And I'd be honored if you bring it to the table. 19.2 in Shmos Rabbah. If you don't have a medrash, then you're going to trust me. Now, interestingly, the medrash is found on the Pasuk in chapter 12 of Shmos, Pasuk Mem Gimel 43, towards the end of chapter 12. And what does it say there? Hashem Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron, Zos Chukas HaPosach. This is the law of the Pesach laws, but we know that Chok is the kind of law that the Torah does not give a reason for. So the Medrash on that Pasuk says the following, and it quotes from Tehillim, chapter 119, verse 80, right? Let my heart be whole and complete and accepting of your statutes. The Pasuk, he quotes here, this is the law regarding Pesach. And the Torah in the second reading for this Shabbos, the Chukas HaPora. Both of them, says the Medrash, Domin Why? Because the term Chukas is found by both. Chukas HaPesach and Chukas HaTorah. Now he goes, Eza And you don't know which one is greater. Now first of all, to me, it's a very strange question. Which one is greater? Obviously, you need them both. And if you were to ask me which one is greater, I would have said the Pesach is greater because the Pora, the Pora Aduma, the red heifer, is a facilitator, enabler, what you would call in Hebrew a Hechsha mitzvah, that which provide, uh, provides for. It's a Hechatimtza. It brings it about, and of the two, listen carefully, everybody knows that there are 36 m- 
prohib- mitzvos, which can lead to uh, kares. 34 of them are restrictions, negatives. Two are positive. The only two positive mitzvos that can come to kares are mila, circumcision, if one does not have himself circumcised. And secondly, Karma Pesach. It's a positive mitzvah that if one doesn't do it, say, I'll sit this one out, they get kores. Unbelievable. So it's such a significant mitzvah. So I would have thought, if you're going to ask me the question, first I would say, don't ask. But once you're asking, I would say Pesach is more important. But what do I know? Listen to the Medrash. The Medrash says, Moshal Lishte Matronos Domos. Like, what may be compared to two matrons, for you mahalchos ke'achas, they were walking together, veniros shavos, and they appear to be of equal stature. And again, the medrash asks, mi gedola mizu, which one is greater than the next one? And it answers, osa, the one that escorts and facilitates the next one, that's the greater one. So here goes. Kach, so too, says the Medrash. Pesach, nemer bo chuka. The word chok is written by the Pesach. And the para, it says chuka. Mi gedola, which one is greater? Ha para, the para is greater. Why? She'ochli ha Pesach tzrichin la. Because those that on a eat the Korban Pesach, need the what? Come on, need the Paraduma. What a strange Medrash. So I welcome you to give your interpretation why you would say that the Paraduma is more important than the Pesach. But I'm going to suggest one, and that is the following. Interestingly, in the Sefer Be'er Yosef by Rav Yosef Salant, he says, that the following. Very, very interesting. Today, the paraduma is not exactly a household item. Why? We don't have a Beis HaMikdash. So forgive me, we don't really need yet the paraduma. However, when we had, and will have, the third Beis HaMikdash, we're going to need the paraduma. Not only for Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkos. But, please God, you're going to bring a korban. Your children will bring korbanos. You want to be there and participate and eat at your children's korbanos. So you're going to be undergoing the sprinkling of the paraduma many times throughout the year. Each time you do so, on the third day and seventh day of your purification, you're going to stop and ask yourself, hey, what's going on here? The same ash and water that purifies the one that is Tomei, impure, that in of itself renders the Kohen who sprinkles it upon you Tomei. Even the wisest of men, Shlomo Melech, couldn't understand this one. As he says in Koheles, I thought I could understand this, but So this, I want to say, the Para Aduma is based on Emuna. We believe. We don't understand how, and we don't ask why. We do it for no other reason, because Hashem said so. So this is Emuna. Now, I ask you, what is Pesach all about? Pesach is Emuna. Matzo is called Michla Timhem Nusa, bread of faith. And in Mitzrayim, they celebrated even before anything happened. What were they celebrating? The firstborn had not yet been killed, but they were celebrating one thing and one thing only, their faith. So I really believe that 
the Pora Aduma is more important because it lays the foundation of faith upon which Pesach is based. And let's tie it in with this week's parsha. In this week's parsha, unfortunately, what do Bnei Yisrael do? They ask one question. The question that they should not have asked. Namely, Moshe said to them, I am coming back after, come on, 40 days. And instead of doing what they should have done, they should have gone to Aaron and Hur and say, Moshe is not here, what should we do? They kill Hur and they threaten Aaron and they build an Egel. And it all starts with, oh my goodness, what do they say? They say to Aaron, Kizem Moshe Ish. Moshe, Asher Lonu Meeretz Mitzrayim, who took us out of Egypt, Lo Yadanu Mehoyolo. They're asking what happened to him. They ask questions, and they ask the questions that they should not have asked. Comes the Parah Duma and teaches us, as a Jew, we accept. We don't ask questions. Yes, Rav Salvechik Zachron Levracha said, you learn from Avram Avinu, after the fact, you can ask questions. After Avram is ready to sacrifice Yitzchak, then he says, oh, now I have a question, what's going on here? But until then, he goes through the Akedah. And that is the very important teaching of Parshas Para. That's the very important lesson of Parshas Kisisa, our strong bolstering our emuna and our bitachon, paving the way for, please God, the forthcoming Yom Tov of Pesach. Shabbat Shalom to all.